0: Welcome to Men in Confidence Sharing, where we, the men of a certain age, share our thoughts, ideas, opinions, and confidence. We are joined today by the men in confidence. We are talking with Terrence, Sean, and Ronald. We'll go one by one and just say hello. Hello, Terrence. What's
1: good, people? What's happening, everybody? Hello, Sean. What's up?
2: Welcome once again. What's up? What's up?
0: And hello, Ronald. What's good, everybody? Okay, so considering when we are and what's going on, in current times there's really only one topic we can talk about we're talking about politics the election and all that in them is okay so where do we want to start what are your feelings on everything that has transpired this week the ups the downs the up and (laughs) around
3: I feel like America is finally getting a breather even though everything isn't finalized yet but It'd be nice if they were to politically breathe fresh air.
1: I don't have my pots and pans to bang out the windows and celebrate, but you know <laughs> that's where I'm at.
2: <laughs> oh. Absolutely. Firecrackers going off, clapping and whatnot. And and as he said, the the country gets to take a breather at least for a second. At least at least know that we got a, a different type of future coming. Eh? Different can't say best better not don't know yet but it's at least not going to be the twitter presidency the twitter presidency presidency is coming to an end (laughs) okay so i have a
0: question for you. i have a question for the men how did you feel tuesday night when you saw the numbers and it was time to go to bed (sighs) oh goodness i heard that breath who was that that was that sean
2: that was that was me. That was me. I was I was um, I was uh, I was optimistic. I, I was not sure which way it was gonna go. I was uh, absolutely like it, it was it was actually I guess I should say surprised because uh, I was surprised that the you know the race was close. I was surprised that it was not called uh, in that evening already. But uh, as I think Afra mentioned, you know, of course, we've had some extraordinary, some extraordinary times. We had some absentee balance and stuff like that to consider. But uh, as far as skeptical, apprehensive, some didn't get some sleep. (laughs) It was concerned and worried because the race was really close and way closer than I wanted it to be and expected it to be by the time I went to sleep okay so Sean has kind of like stepped on a couple of things
1: that were possibly going to come up down the pike but we down can still pike, do that yeah. we can still do it Um, for me you know I'm trying to get out of my cynicism but I was absolutely in a place of being cynical and just kind of like okay we in for a long ride I just did not feel very comfortable very confident and it's not that I was feeling that one person was going to win or another. I just didn't feel like it was going to be over soon. I was bracing myself for this to be a very slow dragging of the nails on the chalkboard.
0: I feel you on that. How about you, Rhino? Well, I, I had to go to work. <laughs> Good answer. So good answer.
3: To, I had to. I yeah. had to go to bed.
0: Obviously. My, my <laughs> mindset was on
3: getting to work. I got to go to work. I can't stay up all night. I got to go to bed. So I went to bed, and um, I left my Xbox on, and they were broadcasting what was going on. And I was thinking about 2016 when I left, and Hillary was in the lead. I left work, and then when I got home, I, uh, um, I got. Change so I can go to bed. I went to the bathroom. I came back. Trump had all these votes, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, he won!" (laughs) And um, so this time was a little bit different. I went to bed. I woke up, and I was like, "Wait a minute, what? Why? Why is this still going on? What's going on?" (laughs) And um, I wow. I I guess I don't know how to feel. It just it was just such a weird night. And it's like we were in Groundhog's Day or something you know when is this cycle gonna be over
0: <laughs> yeah I, I feel that it seemed like it was taking forever and out of all the states it seemed like they didn't know how to count Las Vegas, Nevada I'm like
4: <laughs>
0: y'all can count chips, y'all can count dances Y'all can count marriages. Y'all can't count votes, huh? (laughs) Count cards, yeah.
4: (laughs) Count cards,
0: but you can't count
4: votes.
0: (laughs) You better get going. Get Sigmund and Roy. You better go and get Elvis.
4: All of them to come and help with
0: these votes. (laughs) All twenty-nine (laughs)
4: Elvises. I want every one of
1: them dudes that run the fountains in front of the Bellagio counting ballots tonight. Yes. All hands on deck.
0: <laughs> Where is my dealers at? I bet if it was Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro from Casino was in charge, just the Oh, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, anyways, would have been in in the in the
2: powder room naked. <laughs> oh
4: boy.
0: <laughs> All right, so we talked about Tuesday night. When did you guys actually vote? Um
1: I voted the week before Halloween. I actually went in early voted and just went on ahead and got it knocked out
0: I don't yeah, actually right, remember so when I voted I
3: I, I, I voted by ballot <clears throat> obviously because I'm an on the run kind of a guy but um, the ballot came in my house I, I, I even took it to work filled it out put it in our outgoing mail stack and I voted at work Or the well, home. Then
2: I just took it to work. I can't remember which. I think you know. I it, I know it was. Um. I don't remember exactly when, but I want to say it was like. Um. I think it was the the Friday before. So you know you had Super Tuesday. So that Friday I believe is when I actually um went and voted the Friday before that. So. Um So right before Halloween, probably the 20, I think it was the 20, 29th or 30th of um, of so. Yeah, I absentee. know. I, yep, early or early, early
0: I went the week before, also. I think it was maybe that Thursday or so. Mm-hmm. And I had already put in for that Tuesday off from work just to make sure, because you know, I was I wasn't really planning on actually voting early, but. Something about me just said the the word shenanigans kept repeating in my head. <laughs> <You> what? <know? laughs> like, so I I took a day off to to to, to you know to prepare for shenanigans that day, and I'm like, you know what? Let me let me just dodge that day's shenanigans and go ahead and go ahead absentee Valley. So that's what I did the week before.
2: <laughs> I, I call shenanigans
1: I, Look I understand that whole shenanigans Thing and that was kind of my mindset too I wanted to vote ahead of time To make sure it was in and done uh-huh. But at the same time I didn't necessarily Feel like mailing Was the best option oh, Only that was because for me. Only look because ahead. it was like You know with all of this stuff Between the Quote unquote potential shutdown of the post office, and you know, there's already been federal orders put down questioning mail delivery being impacted during this season. I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go to the polling station, make sure I drop it in, and it's done. Feed it in the machine, let it get counted, and we're good, and not have to rely on the postmaster to accidentally lose my vote or it not get there or whatever so those were the shenanigans i was worried about
3: i understand that i didn't have that luxury simply because for me it's I, I i need the time i need to i need to either be at work or i need to be at home so that i can prepare to be at work and i live in the lower seattle area so There's traffic to consider. We're back at full strength now. So it's taking, I'm back to taking like hours just to get home from work, from a drive that should be 45 minutes. I can't afford to, oh, I got to go vote and find a place. I can't afford to to take a shortcut to go, get off a heavily trafficked freeway to take a heavily trafficked back road just to get to a polling place. So it would have been super inconvenient I have no choice but the uh, absentee ballot vote.
2: Makes sense. Yeah. No. Yeah. No one's blaming no one because there's no there was no one right or wrong way to do it. We was just discussing about how you know how we did it and everything like that. But yeah, it was. I, I agree. I mean, if you had to do it that way, then it sounds like that was your best option. <laughs> right. Okay. So you problems. just brought up
0: a problem that a lot of Regular Americans run into, I have to work. But Election Day is not a holiday. It's a day that you, if you're, if you have to work that Tuesday, guess what? You have to work that Tuesday. And this is just me in one of my brain schemes. I don't understand why we don't have online voting yet. And before, before, you know you you take that lovely ball volleyball in the sky and spike it into the ground (laughs) (laughs) let me toss my argument out there okay so when you're 18 what always can you register for selective service you can do so online okay so I can go to war online when you send your taxes how do you do that I can pay the government online. Why can't I vote online? You can't tell me it's not secure. You're sending checks with with federal refunds and stuff and everybody gets, for the most part, gets the right check. Like, you can't tell me that that's not secure. Like, I haven't gotten anyone else's money yet. <laughs> so, why can't we vote online other than me being skeptical and the obvious reason is because we don't want everybody to vote because that would be the only one party we can <laughs> <laughs> That and you got to consider
3: um, uh, data mining and um, you got to consider all the other people that don't even live in this country but stand to benefit from whoever's in office. You got to consider them letting their hackers get in there to try to Manipulate things their way as well. I'm not saying that we can't put in fail-safe that can um, make it secure so that Americans can vote online. I am saying it's going to be a fight. (laughs) It's going to be a digital fight. And I'm not talking about modern warfare either.
1: (laughs) Allow me to present a different perspective on this. I think the reason we can't vote online is there are very few things in this country that are still somewhat traditional built, I mean, and done in a way that was you know in alignment with what the founding fathers to borrow that quote or phrase you know, would would expect and voting when we're talking about selecting the leader of the country it's something that we should kind of revere and kind of view in a what's the right word we should have something of a we, it's something we should revere let me put it that way just because, just because of who we're voting for so for that reason I think voting paper ballots makes sense I'm a tech guy I completely get it I understand and would rather do most things online I'm open to the idea and I see your point I just feel like for this in particular situation maybe sticking with that one thing is kind of a traditional means because you know Ryan raised the point of outside parties benefiting from who's in office I don't know that foreign countries really care who's getting what tax return, you know, or who's enrolling selective service, but l- choosing the person that's going to lead the country and potentially make a decision on whether or not what they're doing with someone else somewhere else is a violation of a United Nations agreement or something that might be a little bit more concerning to some other countries and they may want to influence that election. So for those reasons, I say current voting system should stand.
0: Okay. So security and the president is better than he reads. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm. I'm going. I'm going to jump in and I'm going to echo exactly. That was the first. The first thing I thought, and you know, was what Ryan said. And the second thing I thought was what was what Terrence said. That you know. Security, you know, you don't, yeah, like you said, underneath normal circumstances, we can do everyday things. But even at that, there's always a cybersecurity company coming out. I mean, as a matter of fact, I think, you know, and you guys are IT guys, you can tell me that's one of the biggest places that if you were going to go to a tech school or whatever, try to get involved in something, cybersecurity isn't going anywhere. It's continually growing because there's continually companies having to come out and all of them would be working on a presidential election night. (laughs) If we tried to do it online, all of them would have to come together and collaborate to try to keep the integrity of the system, you know, clear in that way. And then like Terrence said, other things, yeah, it should be revered. Something should be done by tradition i'm agreeing i'm a big technology guy um you know or i like i like ease of access in the way that uh, the, the world is uh we have ease of access and technology today um uh, tesla is a bad behind car but at the same time and, and i will use cruise control but I still wanna be able to put my hands on my actual steering wheel and control my vehicle. I'm not gonna just let it drive itself. This is not iRobot. I'm not gonna press a button and go to sleep until I get to my next destination. It's not gonna happen, okay? So in the same respect, I want to hand carry. So I know that this vote counts for what I said. I did it. I was here, I was present. (laughs) Here is this paper. I pressed that button that is actually done <laughs> Sean I completely understand you know, what you're talking I, about with that whole self driving <laughs> thing I
1: just sat here and said I'm a tech guy but at the same time I'm still the dude who uses the rear view mirror and looks over my shoulder to back up instead of using the backup <laughs> camera He's so backup I get
3: camera. it some things yes, still need a personal touch Yes, it absolutely does. they may come up with the an android that can babysit your baby's kid no no I, I got it <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the kid.
0: <laughs> I, I hear you fellas, but don't knock the Tesla experience. Like, you haven't lived until you've seen a tablet drive a car better. <laughs> so you see an Android tablet drive a car better. Just make perfect turns going. Later later. Anyway. <laughs> so, okay, so it is now we know who the Vice president and the president-elect are thoughts feelings how do you think the transition of power is going to be? Mm. I think he's gonna I love that girl let's be real, <laughs> let's be real. Yeah.
3: Trump he's going to put up a fight to not leave that I, if he walks out calmly and smoothly and just okay yeah you win I'm out I would be surprised I mean, he's been blowing Twitter up left and right, left and right. He's not gonna go quietly into that night.
1: <laughs> Remember, I said something about cynicism? Yeah. If he walks out calmly, quietly, peacefully into the night, I'm going to be looking for every kind of explosive. I'm gonna be like checking files to make sure he ain't take uh stuff with him. I'm gonna be like counting paper clips. There was supposed to be 180 paper clips in this box. Why are there only 178? Something ain't right.
3: <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't have the football with him. Hopefully they change the codes and everything. <laughs> Look, we changing the locks. We changing the passwords. We don't want him having nothing. Oh, you lawyer to him, aren't you? Yeah, you're fired. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> we changing the blinds. I'm talking change
0: everything. I don't know why, but I
3: gonna paint the White House eggshell
0: white. <laughs> I can just kind of feel that you would be the type of person to like, get a copy of the key for the White House and put under a lock, like no one would ever look there. <laughs> it <laughs> might just be like smart
2: I'm, enough. I'm, I'm gonna put it in a potted plant enough to be smart.
3: Like <laughs> <laughs> just be stupid enough to be smart. He I'm, shows up like bus later and, it, I and I tries do. to walk through the door like. <laughs> What? this <laughs> is
2: my house <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll go out I think he'll go out. Uh, I don't I don't I don't see any of that I, but not but, but anything is possible it's, 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 it's not that I haven't seen surprises in office before but I'll play devils advocate and say that I think he'll he's, he's gonna go quietly accomplished okay so
0: that makes me want to just pause for a moment while we have a word from our sponsor and we'll be right back. And thank you for waiting as we resume our conversation with the men in confidence, We're about to put another topic on the table. So fellas, we've been talking about everything that has transpired this past week. So... Right now, there's a lot of division in the country. How do we get past that? Can we get past that? Can we actually come together?
3: I believe we can. I believe we can. Okay, when President Obama took office first black president ever Um, I was surprised to find that there were a lot of whites that loved him that um, uh, didn't have a problem with a, a a black president of the United States but then Trump took office and all these bigots came out of the woodworks in force with tiki torches from Home Depot. And it's like, oh my goodness, I guess these people weren't gone. I guess we weren't as evolved as I thought America finally had become in the 21st century. Um, But I still... I'm a little bit like Anne Frank. I believe there's essential good in people. We just need a little... We just need a little spark, a little guidance to get us there. A little push towards the right direction to get us there. And, and, and with that push, I believe we can... Well, with a new president coming into office, uh, once this thing is finalized, and if Trump is, in fact, out, um, um, we have the opportunity to do a lot of things different. We absolutely do. It's it's just like a new year coming in. A lot of people start thinking about, hey, I I need to be different in this next year. And so we take steps towards being different, whether it lasts past January, it's up to that person. But I, I do believe, I have hope that we have the opportunity to come together as a people and be different. And I believe in a lot of cases we will be different in a good way so my
1: cynicism is definitely being tested on this subject because I want to believe that we can be different we can be better we can get past this we can kind of bridge the gap towards all of this uh, division however Rhino raised an interesting point in that we just had 12 years ago the first black president elected and I think sometimes that those eight years lulled us into this pattern of comfort and thinking that things may have actually been better than they really were because at the end of the day even though people weren't necessarily as outwardly racist as they have fe- as they feel now i think a lot of that has been because they have been empowered to do so by the commander in chief but that doesn't mean it wasn't there before it didn't disappear during that time you know that I feel like the Obama era was the administration of the microaggressions which still indicated that there was a problem and then we transitioned from that to the great divider and he just stirred up all the hornets in the nest and they started buzzing and bubbling up to the surface again and really trying to show their tails So now we're looking at President-elect Biden to quell that and try and put some of the fires out, which is obviously what we all want to see. Well, most of us want to see happen. But I'm uncertain about it because that was not necessarily something that was lobbied for and I feel like I'm trying to toss up a softball or set a uh I'm trying to set the white volleyball in the air for somebody to spike home another uh topic in a minute but I feel like I'm trying to make yeah I'm making that set for somebody else to spike it down in a minute but I I
2: feel like that's where we're at All right, so I'm going to pick up the mic here as we uh, run my X Files, I want to believe theme (laughs) in the background. Because I I want to believe. (laughs) that just like Riddle said i want to believe that we are, are going to be a nation that's going to rise above you know the bigotry and things that did did come out of the woodworks i completely agree the wolves were fed i was sitting here thinking to myself that's correct it it it. we had a uh a, a, a lull of eight years it was almost like a a uh that little that little quail, like you say, where it was like, you know, you would think this this might be gone. We've had our first black president and he actually held the office for eight years. So this stuff is gone. They went from almost like one extreme to the other extreme (laughs) and the wolves were fed. They got empowered. They came out. What I think is what we'll see is a slow slide back because unfortunately, since the wolves have been fed, I do feel like they're out now and now they're gonna catch on to you know one of the things that we're not saying and has haven't maybe brought up just yet um, let's remember that the vice president is a female and some of these same bigotry and things like that you say you feed that you know and that's been fed on the one hand the way it had came out they're not gonna probably be quick to go back into the woods and the shadows they bill still be feeding off of okay, the vice is a late. Now, they won't make as much noise because I really honestly feel that they prefer, especially the more organized of them, prefer to have the, the movement, their movement, move from the shadows. Uh, what's the, the saying, Rhino, uh, that we have, uh, you know, among our faith, the greatest trick the devil ever pulled and convince people that he did not exist. Right. So they put. I feel like, I've always felt like those folks would rather move in the background. They didn't want to be at the forefront the way they have been. And I think that the more educated of, if there are, which actually I believe there are, I think there are educated bigots out there as well. We saw the, we see the uneducated ones come to the forefront. The educated bigots are in the background going, come on back here, come on back here. Uh, what was the, matter of fact, Uh, an educated bigot tried to tell them exactly what they are what the message was. Stand by and stand down. (laughs) Step back a bit. Go back into the shadows and operate from there. But um, I've got hope for the country. I I got hope and I do think that it'll quell. We won't hear about it, but it won't be gone.
0: Okay, so let me chime in a little bit because I heard a few references to Barack Obama and his wonderful presidency. And we were so we were so happy when he got elected. You know, it was it was such a such a such a glorious time, you know. It was it was all hopeful. And we thought that, you know, all right, we, we, we got we got a brother man <laughs> he, he about to take us back and get a home run. <laughs> and he got nothing with sliders and curveballs, like no strikes came across his plate at all. And one of the things that one of the things that I remember about that time, because it seemed it seems like so long ago now that we just came out. Well I won't say came out, but we're still in the in the Trump years. One of the things that about that time that I remember is how defiant people were to President Obama. And they were defiant in a way that was very non-typical of a person being defiant to a president of the United States. The way that they talked to him, they addressed him, they would yell at him in a session with, you know, when he's talking, he's uh, uh state of the union, you know, yelling at him, you lie, you know, and things like that. And I'm thinking that I don't remember that ever happening to a white person in the presidency. And many of them have told lies while they were up there. And I'm I'm just like, okay, it's obvious that the presidency, and I feel like this is this is more than Trump. The presidency of Barack Obama triggered a lot of folks that whether they know or whether they didn't know weren't as comfortable seeing a person of color in that spot. They may not know why they weren't comfortable or they may not have been aware what they don't like about it, but they didn't like it. And now with Trump, it's like you like, yeah, you can say it. I don't like baby. Go ahead, you can say it now. It's okay. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> yeah. You don't, you don't have to pretend anymore. You can say it now. It's free. This is a free country. <laughs> and it's to the point now where hate is free. Now you don't have to hate from, like you said, you don't have to hate from a You can hate in broad
4: daylight.
0: You can hate anybody in broad daylight. You can hate minorities. You can hate majorities. You can hate men. You can hate women. You can hate heterosexual, homosexual. You can hate LGBTQ and whatever other letter. All the alphabet people, as would say, you can you can hate them all. <laughs>
4: and
1: <laughs> you're you're right. What I was sitting here thinking about as this topic is kind of spiraled on is that I made the point that you know this underbelly of racism and divide was present I think we've been lulled so comfortably into that sense of uh, maybe things were better not maybe things were better but maybe things were moving in the right direction let's not forget Trayvon Martin was killed during Barack Obama's presidency and the justice from that Was none. Absolutely, and the reason I and the reason I bring that up is because we are in the midst of no justice for Breonna Taylor, no justice for George Floyd, and these issues were platform building issues or questions that were asked of the two political candidate candidates. And neither one of them gave a clear-cut, defined answer one way or the other. So, knowing that, it's hard to really anticipate or feel overwhelming optimism about the division being mended. Because this is such a deep-rooted thing. And I know there are other issues that people are divided on. You know, let's just not to not beat that drum butt so much there are people divided on this whole coronavirus and how we should move forward with you know opening up the country or do we need to close things down again and try and get these uh, record setting death tolls under control or what do we do so it's race is definitely the biggest issue that divides us but that's always been there so, you know, I want to just kind of make sure that we shed light on other divisive instances that are going on currently as well. There's a lot that President-elect Biden and President-elect uh, Harris are going to have to do to try and bring us at least close to a, to a, a better place the good news is in my eyes anyway the bar has been set so low by the previous administration we really don't have much direction to go but up from here in my opinion
0: okay I want to jump in because you you just knocked a chip off of my shoulder so so not at not at your fault this this is a trigger of mine okay so you just talked about Trayvon Martin Breonna Taylor let's 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 open that can of worms unfortunately okay so the thought that things were getting better and I'll, I'll, I'll be specific if things were getting better for for black people or minorities, and, I, and I'm, I'm not even, even going to say and minorities, that things were getting better for black people as well, right? That there wasn't as much bigotry, there wasn't as much racism, there wasn't as much hatred towards them I feel like it's not that things were getting better; they just weren't as forward. Because I still see the war on drugs. I still see that we don't get business loans as much. I still see that we don't get homes in certain areas. I still see that we don't get the loans for those homes. I still see that our education is not... When it comes to public school. Like I still see that when we die nothing happens and I see all those things and I ask okay so for all of you that may not be black and I don't expect for you to have to be black to understand the fullness of it but you can't tell me that you don't see some part of this like you can't tell me that you don't you may not as a as a non-black person you may not understand every single thing we go through. You may not see every single disparage disparaging thing that happens to us. You may not see all of it, but you gotta see something. And one of my problems that I have with the whole unity thing is and it's like a it's like a Prices of conscience. Like I'm one of the people that I really want us to be together. I really want to bridge the gap between the people that voted for Biden, the people that voted for Trump, or whatever your beliefs are. But one of the things I have a problem getting past is that what Trump has represented for this last four years in certain things concerning the black community he has purposely turned his face away and instead of supporting the people that are getting shot he's criticized the people that's protesting for those lives and times where he could be helping those and this is not just a black issue but times that he could be telling the truth and setting expectations for dealing with COVID he's telling lies and being deceitful and time where he could be acting he's (laughs) time where he could be a man of action he's acting you see what I'm saying? like he's putting on a show and as much as I want to be unified with everyone I have a hard time getting past person to my left or to my right that's supposed to be a Trump supporter like, I don't think that you're an evil person, but you can't tell me that you don't see all that this man is doing and all that he stands for and still vote for. That says a lot about how you look at me. And it's it's hard for me not to take that person. Like it's hard for me not to be offended by a person that's voting for someone who obviously has. My disinterest in heart. Like, just because you ain't the one hitting on me, don't mean that you're not responsible for the violence that's happening to. You. If you are that's sitting a- there and you're arming him, or just watching it happen, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, about, I'm, about to, I'm, about, I'm about to go. I'm about to go on. Go ahead, Taylor. no about- I was gonna say th- that that's a fair statement,
1: and I'm not going to discount or disagree with you much because I get your point what I will say is I've been close to circles of people who unfortunately are aloof to certain things and by aloof what I mean is we are all present and cognizant obviously of what's going on in our community because we live it but I would ask how aware are any of us of issues that are happening in the Latino community and the reason I ask that question that way is because I'm trying to bring up the point that we're not involved in their communities enough to know I've seen people who I'm going to use go to church as an example going to church with folks and I'm the only contact that they have with our culture for the week on Monday I mean on Sunday and when I say I'm the only contact I'm the only person that they can have a conversation with for more than four minutes outside of that's a part of our community you know they have black co-workers obviously but they're not interacting other than hey how was your weekend cool what did you and the family do and not really have a meaningful conversation Right. and because of that there is a lack of awareness I'm not justifying it. They absolutely still need to do their part, and you know, find out for themselves what's really going on. But just kind of being conscious and mindful of the fact that that may explain a small percentage of the ignorance.
3: And I, 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 I understand that. I, I've, um, I, I kind of understand Trump as well. I'm not excusing them by any means. Please don't take this that I'm excusing him, but he's a dude of privilege. He was born to a rich white man. He was a white man himself. He was given millions of dollars and he did what he did with it and got himself to where he is now. So it's real easy to not be touched by um, someone of a, of, a, of a different status. The person that um, I'm concerned about in the future is um, um, Vice VP elect um, Harris, because she's a female. Um, some would say she's not African American, but with her skin color, she's she's gonna be she's considered black. Um, and we know that black women suffer quite a bit in our community. Uh, I would say probably more than us as black men, you know, because. They're there. They're trying to be a good backbone for us, you know. So they're taking uh, a modicum of abuse, and and I would dare say even more than that. But as I said before, I would like to have hope that with this change will come a change in people's minds that, hey, we could be better. We could be different. Let's try something different. But she really has a fight ahead of her. I mean, there's still other countries that. women are second-class citizens why should i listen to a woman (laughs) and and i've seen them i've seen them when they've come here to our country you know they have a hard time having a female boss because in their culture it's like whatever she's a woman i don't have to listen to her i have to do what she says so i can see that disconnect and as a man and i'm not and I, i'm not i'm not gonna sit here for all you ladies out there listening i'm not gonna sit here and pretend that i know the full scope of the struggle that you go to regardless of your race but um i do see things myself being a supervisor of women and i see how um women are objectified sexually um and as as a supervisor, I've done my best to to be a, a, a shield of protection for them. And I let all my ladies know, hey, if you have a problem, if someone's messing with you, you come talk to me, all right? Because I will get on them. I will become a wolf, and we will keep you protected. We're not having that, all right? But um, I'm not gonna pretend that I know the full scope. I'm, I'm definitely not trying to speak for you. I just understand that there is a fight I don't want to even say fight what I want to say is there's work to be done and we've got to work and press forward at the same time if we're going to make this place better for our posterity and for the people that's living here and even for us you know we're not not spring chickens (laughs) I'll be 45 next week you know in my mind I'm still 18 about to graduate high school but um, a point is going to come where I'm going to be too old and feeble to do anything. And I'm going to have to depend on our the people that's coming up behind us to have that right mindset that's going to make um, good, solid decisions that's going to make the country, and not only this country, but the world better. Because this thing is bigger than all of us. But as we discussed earlier, we got to start locally. We've got to pay attention to what's going on locally. And if we can get local lockdown, everything else, it will work out from there.
0: Okay, Sean, you look like you're
2: about to say something. Oh, no, I just, I just, all I did was hit the mic. But I wasn't, I mean, um, I mean, we're
0: making- Yeah, that you know, cool, mean cooking. look on, you like like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like you about to drop bars. So. I think <laughs> balls no, sweaty. No, no. Balls forget. No, no, I'm
2: saying.
4: Just starting to stick that <laughs> hot
2: fire. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I mean, haven't ever. That's my boy. Love you, M. But, um,. No, nah, no, nah, I just, I just, you know, y'all, y'all making good points. Like you said, we got, I got my fingers crossed. We got hope for the country for sure. And I agree. I mean, we brought up the locals. We need to, we need to touch on that because that's a big deal. Terrence brought it up a little bit earlier before anybody ever heard it. I'm gonna give him his kudos for that. But he said that. It made a big deal out of this one. But you know, in a matter of fact, I'm gonna pass the mic to you. I'm gonna let you go ahead and pick that up, Harris, because you said that from before. Okay. The, the, the smallers are, are even more important Okay me, so, so I'm going to try and make sure I say
1: this The same way I said it before when we were talking Before we got on here and started doing Our thing you know The presidential election is the sexy one It's the one that gets all the attention The bells and whistles and all the TV and eyes On it right but these local Elections are the ones That impact us directly You know That's the one where you're voting for the school board for your children's uh, school. That's the election where you're voting for your local uh, mayor or governor or uh, state represent- Senate representatives. You want something to change on a larger scale. you got to start locally and get the people who are going to get your message to the White House in place so that they're speaking for you. And I don't think that people really pay enough attention to that and admittedly I didn't you know I'm very new to this whole political circus and I'm gonna be 45 in a couple weeks so I get it I'm not speaking as a political pundit or this you know well educated on the subject matter person but I'm actively seeking to get better in this uh, arena so that I can start making more informed and better decisions and not just kind of blindly following whatever party strikes my fancy at the moment. Which kind of leads into my next train of thought that, you know, instead of just voting for somebody because I think they're cool, I really want to start putting more votes in thought into who I'm selecting and selecting people who are actually going to do something in my best interest and what I've seen from this current election process was I've heard this phrase we vote and every vote matters so we should get out there and do it because our I don't want to say, I don't like the word ancestors because I feel like that's going too far back in time. But legitimately, our grandparents were actively fighting for this right to vote for a reason. And now that we have it, we should absolutely take advantage of it and use it. Because, and I said this to my younger brother earlier today while we were on the phone I said, if no one cared, about your vote there wouldn't be any effort put forth to suppress it if your vote didn't make a difference people would let you do it freely with no uh qualms about it at all yep. right. and and we're seeing how much impact we can have on a presidential election. And I feel like we didn't necessarily get as much out of this election. And I'll say I feel that way right now. I feel like we didn't have enough skin in the game other than wanting to see a change. But moving forward, I would encourage and implore voters in the future to not just vote to make change, but vote for changes that impact you directly. Vote for changes that you want to see happen. Vote for things that matter to you. Right. And if there's not a person who's speaking your language or talking the talk that you want, don't be afraid to pick up the mantle and say hey maybe i gotta make that lane because if you're thinking it chances are there's somebody else who's thinking it too and i'm really speaking to not necessarily puff myself up to be this big inspirational motivational speaker but i'm speaking to anybody who's listening and thinking i can't get down with all that politics stuff man because they ain't worried about me, they ain't sweating what I'm dealing with. That might be true. And it might take you to bring that to the forefront and make other people aware.
3: That's absolutely true. I said before, I didn't become politically aware until the end of the Clinton administration. That was when I began to realize, well, this thing doesn't just affect my state. Or my town, it affects the whole country. It affects the whole world. It and um, Terrence mentioned that he didn't become politically aware to Bush's administration. Was that Bush one or Bush two?
4: Uh,
1: that was Bush two. Okay, so GW.
3: Yeah, some of us are late bloomers, but if you're listening listening to this podcast and you're a young person you would better stop and realize that this affects you too because um, the point is going to come when you're going to be an adult and it's going to be your decision it's going to be your world and you're going to have to run it and you're going to have to pay attention to what's been done in the past because if you don't want to repeat those things and you want to move your world forward because that's what it's going to be, it's going to be your world, then you're going to have to have that full vision of what's been done so that you can know what is a better move to take. You've absolutely got to become politically aware. It may seem like a lot of responsibility to place on your shoulders, but at the end of the day, this is our world, and we can look up into the sky and see so many worlds to choose from, but this is the one that we live on. And moving to another world isn't an option. So it's time to wake up, be a little responsible, and learn so that we can better move this world forward. Because guess what? If you don't learn, the wrong voices is going to come along. It's going to come and try to influence you for the wrong way. And if you go that way, it's going to do more to hurt you in the future, in the long run. And we really, we're we're doing this really for you and for us, but really for you because we want you to be able to to have the the wisdom of four guys who've been there, done that, and and find some nugget of truth in what we're saying, and take it and let that. Help you light your own path.
2: I love it. I like I like how the message has turned into kind of like you know this is why we do this. This is why we have set this podcast the way we did. uh, You know why we put our message out. We became you know so now we're talking to the young voters and saying hey guys get out, get in these little little, local elections, these small ones um, because they do count. Um, to piggyback off something that Terrence was saying, they count really big. You know, you got to think about it. Like you know, we're late bloomers. That's what we're saying. So we're so our message to you is to get involved a little bit earlier uh, as a voter and understand the weight of the small elections. Um, I found out about like the electoral college late. I mean, when we say these small elections, the people that you elect, the votes are almost heavier than yours. You voted for your mayor, you voted for your governor, and those kind of folks. And so they think that those folks carry a big voice of what you represent in the presidential election. That's why they want their votes then. If they didn't vote the way you planned for them to vote or wanted them to vote, then I say out. Like my um, my little small philosophy for a while when I was coming up, even when I was just looking on the surface, even if you don't get into the deeper issues, if you feel like things haven't changed and all those guys in office are the same, then get a new same guy. <laughs> just, why, why leave the old guy in there if he's just doing the same thing? Vote him out. Just to exactly. show him he can be voted out. Exactly. <laughs> For no phone. other reason to show him that he can be voted out if, if it doesn't work. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that. that. That reminded me of the Bush 2 election, where after, like, the economy was, like, in ruins after the first term, people we were like, well, we want to vote him back in the second term so he can clean up what he messed up. I'm, like, what? Huh? <laughs> what? Why would you do that?
4: Yeah, that, that makes
0: sense. <laughs> but <laughs> but <What>? anyway... <laughs> <laughs> I, I
4: kind
0: of oh, feel like he he should have to clean up his own mess like don't don't put that on somebody new <laughs> but but anyway fellas I think we've had a very very good informative session and I would say that we've, we've been on here for a while we've come to the end of our session with many the comments we thank you for your time and energy Please look forward to our upcoming presence on social media. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. And I'll volley to Terrence. Let him close it
1: out. Okay. And normally I close it out a certain way, and I will. But before I do, I did want to make sure I got this out. Can we give a round of applause, a clue, Blom, a shout-out, or something to our soon-to-be Vice President-elect Kamala Harris.
0: Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, HBCU. Graduate, thank you very much. <laughs> HBCU. Say it again. Okay. HBCU. Okay. HBCU. Historically Black Colleges and Universities.
1: Okay. We, we gonna shout that out? HBCU. I'm, I'm trying to give her all the props possible because this has been such a historic election and I don't want to overlook the fact that the first woman elected as vice president Yes, not just the first black woman the first woman overall yeah Yeah. Miss Kamala Harris yes indeed let's let's be sure to give our sister her props before Uh, we close this thing out
0: okay so I'm, I'm gonna jump on the back of that I'm also gonna say that Joe uh, Biden's kind of old. I don't wish nothing on nobody. <laughs> <laughs> that's,
4: a, that's a lot of people to say in the Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let me get a product. Come yeah.
0: on, man. Oh. Oh, see? See? <laughs> I don't wish nothing on nobody. Oh, God. But let's be ready.
1: Yeah, I thought we were gonna save that for the bikes after dark segment, but okay, okay.
0: Now we gonna get that for freedom
4: That's that right free. here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
0: get that freedom, Oh, oh man. On, man. Okay.
1: And on that note, I'm gonna try and rain this thing in. Thank y'all for coming. God bless
2: you. Good night. Bye. <laughs> We do appreciate it. Thank y'all very much. Remember to like and subscribe. Thank you. Thank you.